listening to our New Chapel podcast. We're for people to connect with God and be raised to new life in Christ. Be sure to connect with us at newchapel.com and on social media to stay up to date on everything happening here at New Chapel. Good morning, New Chapel. Y'all doing all right this morning? Oh, that was so weak. Y'all doing all right this morning? Hey, that was better. That was better. Uh, Well, good morning. I'm excited for what God has for us this month. Uh, But before we jump into all of that, uh, can we just for a moment give God praise for how incredible Drive into Freedom was last weekend? Can we praise God for that? Absolutely. It was so awesome to see those kids losing their darn mind out there on the inflatables, going crazy on the games. And while we're on that, I just want to say to all of those in the room who served last Sunday, thank you. Truly, truly. Yeah, let's give it up for those people. Absolutely. It was what felt like 120 degrees last Sunday, and it was a scorcher, and there was no breeze, and so there's zero relief. But if you served, thank you so much. It was uh, an incredible event for the community. We had, uh, we surpassed our goal. We had nearly 600 people in attendance. We had, yeah, absolutely. Uh, We had uh, hundreds of visitors and numerous salvations last Sunday. And so whether or not they came because they wanted a chance to win a raffle or, y'all know what I'm talking about, Uh, win a raffle or whether or not they just came because they love God, honestly, doesn't matter. They were here. They heard the gospel. Uh, I was so grateful. Uh, Justin Barclay had an awesome message that was incredible. And so uh, if you served, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, and I do hope that all of you were able to enjoy your 4th of July with your families. Hopefully you were able to get some rest and reset last Sunday celebrating our freedom. And I and I, we had a long weekend this last weekend, so we kind of postponed the celebration until after the event, but we were able to reset, rest, and all of that. And, and while we're talking about rest, uh, Naya and I also got to uh, see Pastor Joe, Kaya, and all of their children off this last Wednesday as he and his family left for their sabbatical. It, uh, yeah, absolutely. It is in New Chapel's bylaws that every seven complete years of ministry, it's required one month of sabbatical of our senior pastor. And that is for a pastor who fully intends on being in this thing for the long haul. It's so important. Uh, Trust me, it was not easy getting Pastor Joe to leave for a month. It was like we kicked him out. The board made him leave. And I know him very well where I had to make sure he was leaving the state. (laughs) And so... They're, they're, they're doing that because I know if he's home, he's going to be working on some, he's going to be doing a house project, he's going to be at the church working 
or he's going to be making toys for, for his kids. And so uh, we know the importance of getting rest and refreshing. Uh, and so we knew he had to get out of Dodge, go make memories with his family, and enjoy a well-deserved sabbatical. And it's so funny. This wasn't in my notes, but they left on Wednesday, and it was so funny because they were trying to get out in a rush because their first stop was a Wednesday night church service at I-Town Church in Indianapolis. And so it's just, they're going to the Ark Encounter and Billy, the Billy Graham Museum. And so I know it's going to be so refreshing for them. And so one thing I'm unbelievably excited for is we know he's going to come back refreshed with fresh vision and direction from God for this church. And so we're excited for the Bevelacquas. And so we're also excited about campfire stories. Our July series is going to be incredible. We have some fun things planned for this month. It's going to be different than our typical Sunday service flow. And so if you're new, uh, hang on with us. Not typically how we do church, but we're excited about it. This is what scripture says in Revelation 12 verse 11. It says, they overcame him. Him is the enemy, uh, Satan. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Our Bible tells us that testimonies are so powerful that when we're willing to share our stories, that the power and faithfulness of God is revealed through them. And so the next couple of weeks, we're going to be uh, hearing stories, real stories from real people from within the church. And I just think it's going to be so wonderful. And these are campfire stories. New Chapel. Uh, I'm sitting around the fire with some friends and during this series Campfire Stories, I'm excited about sharing a little bit uh, about what God is doing in the life of our church. You know, we love hearing messages and being encouraged and taking notes, but there's a time for pause where we need to hear what God is doing in other people's lives. I think those messages preach a little bit more sometimes than even the messages that I could bring. The scripture says in the book of Revelation that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And so we need to hear about that redemptive message of the blood, but we also need to hear people's stories, people's background, where they've come from and where they're going and what God has done. That's the most important thing. And so uh, I'm sitting with Austin and Brittany Klo. And I'm also sitting with Josh Zender, who I've only ever called Josh right now. I think that it's Zender Absolutely. for like all practical purposes. So now church, don't even use his first name anymore. Just Zender. Um, his beautiful bride isn't here because 
Like she might be having a baby very soon, like right now. And so, uh, but we, we want to talk a little bit about what God is doing in everybody's life and um, have Pastor Brian, um, you know, really engage in this with all of us. We want to be able to share stories about God's goodness. And I think this month, that's what we need. That's the thing that's going to make us overcome. And so, guys, you you came to New Chapel like less than a year ago, yeah? Yep. Yes. It was fall, I think, when you came and... It was a, it was like zero to 60. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would say sure. that. I mean, you were visitors, then all of a sudden, I mean, how long was it that you were at New Chapel? A week. Yeah, like a yeah. week we you're, you're there. A week or two, it was pretty close to, yeah. 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 Talk to me about that. How, how did that work? How did you make relationships in that season? Talk to me. So the first week we came to church and we were like, oh my gosh, we love it. This is, yeah, like we are coming back next week. And then uh, we came back the next week and then we heard about small groups. So then we joined the small group the, I think it was the next week. Like it literally stacked up like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then the week after that, we did New Chapel Connect. And then Austin joined the tech team from there. It was, I think it was December is when I started officially doing shadowing with Thomas there. It was a lot of fun. Learned a lot. So you're talking about six weeks from invite to involvement. You're on yes. a team. You're learning people's names and mm -hmm. God is doing his thing. You came to church in a season that, I mean, as you described to me, it's not like things were awful, but there were challenges in life. There were things going on. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that season and then you came into our doors. Well, I would say that we, like you said, weren't in a terrible place, but like we were arguing a lot more often than we ever had. And it was really tough considering that's not who we were. And then we came to church and we were slowly like building ourselves and building together and then our relationship I think got so much better even than it was before we before we hit like a rough patch per se and um I don't know if you want to that somewhere yeah it, it definitely uh it, it, it changed a lot you know obviously a lot for, lot lot better yeah you know we were like you said we were arguing seemed like quite often and we come here, you know, your, your sermons were much more like I can, I was, wasn't trying to fall asleep. <laughs> we do our best. <laughs> if nothing yep. else, I don't want people to fall asleep. Yep, and I, and I mean, going constant, you know, I, I think it was a couple weeks after that you did the story of Abraham. It taught a little bit about having bulldog faith yep. and trusting God no matter what. I think that uh, when we really got to know each other was during New Chapel Grow. Yes. So that that small group semester, and how many weeks was that, Pastor Brian? The, the semester was nine weeks. Yeah. The, the New Chapel Grow is eight weeks long, but the first week's always relationally yeah, yeah. based, you know. And uh, I know God did some, some pretty awesome things through that group in your guys' life. Uh, what, what was your experience in that, in that group? So I think the New, uh, New Chapel Girl helped us grow together. Instead of fighting with each other, we were fighting for each other yeah. uh, and fighting to have a better, closer relationship with I want to say that for everybody watching. Stop fighting against each other and start fighting for each other. That's good preaching. <laughs> I'm just saying. Good word. Um, and then I think that it also was helping us grow in our faith and um, I have been a Christian like most of my life. I grew up in a Christian home, 
So I did know a lot of the things at the beginning, but then when we got towards the middle and at the end, I was like, oh my gosh, every week I'm still learning something. And I think for Austin, he was learning something every week, which mm -hmm. was helping us to grow. And we were learning stuff together, which I think helped a lot. Because then we would go home and we would talk about it, whereas before we weren't we were talking about God for no reason. <laughs> yeah. So I, when we get in the car and we drive home, we would we would discuss kind of you know what what you had been talking about, kind of what our feels were about it, and it was it was a great time. Yeah. You know, there's seasons like that, that Kaya and I, I'm sure that you and your wife have had where, you know, the Bible says the Spirit of God will not contend with man for long. In other words, when seasons like that come into our life, you have to jump on the bandwagon. You gotta, you gotta ride the wave, so to speak, and engage in it. And when you do, it pays you back. God pays you back. And the spark in you guys at that small group and at church, it was, you know, and even growing up in a Christian home and knowing about God, even having a relationship with Jesus, that season, I mean, you probably know better than most people. It's special where God's doing his thing. And I mean, I can't imagine, you know, I mean, your husband's on fire for God, you're on fire for God. He's doing his thing in your life and it, and it means something. I love the fact that we got to connect in group because um, groups are the most, I mean, to me, they're, they're the number one way you're going to meet anybody at church. Maybe aside from a team, and our teams, we try to run like groups, but the relationships that you built there were pretty significant. And while that's playing out, you're also growing in depth. And we put a call out there for people to get baptized. And I asked for the men to lead that. I was surprised because you were not on the docket like I wasn't even th in fact I even think you were serving that day or something like that yeah, and yeah. it was like oh Austin's getting baptized how awesome was that what was happening in your life and in your mind is is uh, were you up already and you're like am I walking down to get I mean, tell us about that like that was crazy I know when uh, in new chapter girl you talked about you know the, the three baptisms yeah and and you in there you said to go on New Chapel, it was a Holy Spirit. Yeah, newchapel.com slash Holy Spirit. Yes. Yeah. And I went on there and would wa I watched on break at work, I would watch them sermons. And I know me and her both are like, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. like you said it was, it was almost like a surreal thing. Like it felt like, kind of like a tunnel vision. Like it, it was just me and that there was... Holy Spirit, God, the all three of them. <laughs> all three of them were down at that tub. Right, yeah. <laughs> Pretty powerful. Because yes. were we done with New Chapel Grow at the time of your baptism? or was it So you'd gotten baptized in the Holy Spirit and you wanted to get baptized in water and you were down there. Yeah. You know, that's so important. And I think that it, it bears talking about that even those of us that come from a Christian background, you know, we have to let Jesus be the final authority in our theology. We have to let the Bible be the final word. And it's so easy to drag those things in and be like, I don't know about that. But I like what you said. You watched the videos and you saw it in the word. Mm -hmm. And it's clear. It and makes sense. Yeah. And it makes it easy to make decisions like that, yeah? Yep, yep, I would say so. So what I love about what God did in your life is, you know, some people come to Jesus and come to church because an awful event happened. 
or something critical. I see a lot of people come into church uh, because their teenager is acting crazy and they're like, oh man, we missed some time. You came in, uh, maybe the, some things were a little bit off, but like really it was like, it's just time. We got a kid, we, we got to get back to church. Yep. And rededicated, baptized, engaged, learning, growing. And then I think at the time of this recording, what was it, two weeks ago, I'm in the lobby and you're like, Pesho, come here. Yeah, yeah. Come here. And I'm, number one, you're massive, okay? So I'm looking at you like, did I not pay a debt or something? <laughs> I'm just wondering, asking for a friend. No, I'm messing with you. But you're like, proud dad moment. Yeah, proud dad moment. Had a video of my, my two and a half year old praying in the back, in our back seat of her car. <laughs> That's so awesome. And it's, it's, do you have your phone? I do. She, yeah, I want to, I want to see that. Amen. Yep, I'm, I'm holding my, I folded my hands. Daddy, did you fold your hands? No. Okay, Hunter, we're ready. That's what I'm talking about, is a kid that's on fire for God. What do you want as a parent? Mm -hmm. Right? Really, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about how we grew up, right? Mm -hmm. And you might have put up a Christmas tree or whatever, but like your kid knows God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know why that Christmas tree is up. I don't know, you know, <laughs> Easter-wise, you know, you know, he'll know the whole story of why we celebrate Easter. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I know growing up, I didn't, right. you know, hey, Easter Bunny comes, hide eggs, eat candy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is fun. But, yeah. you know, you guys know God. You know God. And your son knows God. And to be in the back seat and be praying and what you're just talking about uh, when he goes to bed at night, right? Like, he's yeah. got to pray five times or something. We, we, at this point, can't get to a meal without Hunter having to stop everyone, call everyone out, make sure everyone's hands are folded, eyes are closed before he starts praying. And he'll probably pay about 10 times per meal. Like, everything so has awesome. to stop. So we needed to cut back a little bit. <laughs> Maybe wake him up earlier. Let's pray for the missionaries then, not when the barbecue chicken's getting cold. You know, like, so guys, I love it. And is it worth it? Totally, totally worth it. <laughs> it's, and I, I think that the change that we see it's not so amazing day for day. There are amazing things that happen. But looking back over the less than a year, it's a lot different, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Tell me about that. Uh, so, we, through looking back at the last few months, we've definitely seen that God was definitely working in us from day one of coming to New Chapel because we had to grow together and individually and with God in our relationship before we could handle the things that we're currently handling appropriately because I feel like if we if we hadn't gone back to church and established that relationship and grown together, we would not be handling it as well as we currently are. And I'm sure it's not that you don't feel the pressure, at least knock, you know, but think about over a year or uh, just less than a year ago, I mean, you guys were at a totally different spot. If these pressures hit then, I mean, that could have been a real problem. Yes. But yet now you're, you're boldly 
looking mm -hmm. at the future and trusting God. Yes. Good for you. That's what it's about. It's yes. worth it. So, guys, we're proud of you. Great job. God is good. Amen. Amen. It's going to be worth it. Wow, praise the Lord. It's going to be worth it. God is faithful. And it's being consistently obedient in the step that God has you at at that moment that leads to the fruitfulness that we want to see in our lives. And I love watching that and seeing that it was being obedient to God just one step at a time. And those decisions then that have now produced a two-and-a-half-year-old who loves God, who wants to pray, who's, who's praying all the time, wanting to pray. And the intention of his heart is what matters. He wants to pray to God. And what I love is it's those decisions that they're making to lead their family in a godly way that's setting the foundation not just for their son, but for their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren. And if the Lord tarries, their, their great-great-grandchildren and so on. Praise the Lord. And if you asked the close, I'm sure they'd tell you. It does not always feel good, and it's not always easy, but it is worth it. And if you're in here today and, and you're going through adversity and you're in a struggle right now, I'm here to tell you it's worth it. Follow God. He says in his word in Hebrews 13:5, he says, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. God promised that he would provide for us. He promised that he would sustain us, that he would be more than enough for us. And he goes on and he says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, this is the Apostle Paul writing, he says, I am certain that God who has begun a good work in you is faithful to see it to completion. And I want to take that scripture and just for a little bit of context, this is the Apostle Paul writing. And this is 62 AD, he's writing the book of Philippians, while in a Roman prison. He's in prison writing about the faithfulness of God. And what I see from that is that no matter what our situation looks like, if it looks horrible and hope is gone, if we take our eyes off of our situation and put our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, that's when we'll have peace. And if we continue to follow him, to trust in the Lord, that he will make our paths straight, that he'll make a way where there seems, yeah, amen, somebody, he'll make a way. Now, Jesus promised in John's gospel, he said, in this world, you will have trouble. Now, following God doesn't exempt us from the hardships of life, but I can tell you, following him will be worth it. That's a good word, Pastor Brian. <laughs> well, it is true. It's going to be worth it. And the process that we go on, it's worth it. Even though it might not be exciting while well, it's happening. Zender. Yes. 
<laughs> you said that as though I'm your principal or something like that. But God's done significant things in your life. You've actually been, so less than a year at New Chapel, you've been here for several years. You were here when we were mobile. Yeah, absolutely. Back at the school. And some friends invited you in. Talk to me about what was going on in your family and life in that season and what God's doing. Um, we were, you know, just living, Sam and I, my wife and I, were living together, boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. You met at a bar, right? Yes, we met at a bar. Okay, I'm, I'm just, for the record, you know, like normal people, so, everyday normal people, yes, yeah? Yes, we met at a bar. Yeah, <laughs> smiley, smiley, like bars. Um... <laughs> Yeah, we met at a bar, we were living together, and it turned into we needed to go to church. And it was being put off and put off and put off, and we finally decided it was just time to just bucket and find a church. Mm -hmm. And you were one of the few that we picked, and you were the second one we went to, and we have been going ever since. Now, we went to lunch pretty shortly after that. Yeah. What I laugh about to this day is you came on a Sunday where I used only one scripture in the mm -hmm. whole message. And he's an engineering mind, you know, like very technical in that way. And so he wanted some depth, man. And I mean, every sermon that I give is 155 points, you know, starting with point one, God's real and I'm gonna prove it. And you came to the one where I have one scripture. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God you stuck in there with me. Yeah, it was, uh, it was rough. No. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. We uh, first one. I was a little, you know, you did one scripture, so I was, uh, right. I was like, we'll try him one more week. Right. The second week, you got you real man. No, yeah. you got me good. So, yeah. So, what was God doing in your life at that time? Um, at that time, you know, we we needed a change. Yeah. We did. We could feel it. You know, like. I wouldn't say Sam and I were fighting all the time. You just feel like there's something missing almost, you know? <laughs> and, you know, we we have grown a lot since we've been to this church and been through a lot of troubles and a lot of ups and downs. And they, uh, they have been getting easier and easier. I mean, we did the premarital counseling through you guys. We did, you know, we've done small groups and really connected and really, you know, kind of dove into the church mm -hmm. and it's been life-changing. I Absolutely. love the relationships that you've built here. Um, you know, you guys have that same experience, but I hear stories about you guys having dinner parties. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, how like, late does that go? Oh gosh. Too late. Too late. It's far <laughs> too late. Where I'm asking if he wants to borrow some pajamas and you just get in the bed. Right. I remember the first time I met you guys though was when we were building this church mm -hmm. and we had that whole remodel process going on yeah. and I know that was really the beginning of so much of the the relationship uh, growth in the church for especially for you guys yeah what absolutely. was that like um we came to know almost everybody in the church <laughs> at that point and I mean I have relationships now that are gonna last, last a lifetime yeah absolutely yeah um just friends people that I can know my kid that's going to be born soon um, that we could have call their grandma and grandpa you know yeah. and they're looking forward to and I'm looking forward to him meeting them and yeah. you know just uncles and aunts mm -hmm. of just friends you know that mm -hmm. I just I can't wait it's just it's gonna be it's really exciting not tell everybody boy girl boy okay boy's boy. name is 
We're waiting. <laughs> do you want to like? I'm so happy. By the time that. this is gonna show at church, no, nope. no, nope. not happening. That's awesome. I would give you absolution, my son, if you. Uh, Sam, Sam's would. gonna be happy. Right. That would be a low. <laughs> That'd be a low. <laughs> we'd have to. We'd, I'd, I'd have to call Brian. That one yeah. So I mean, you, you, we all go through things. Life happens. It knocks at everybody's door, and. You've lost people in your life, and you lost them before mm -hmm. Jesus, and you've lost them after Jesus here. What was it like before? Before it was bad, really bad. You know, um, close, you know, my, my best, uh, second mom to us, and at early adulthood, and you know, I, uh, we didn't handle it well. My friend and close friends, and you know, we drank a lot, the drugs, you know, tried to numb it, and it didn't work. You know, we thought it worked. It, it, it was bad. It was really bad. But, you know, you know, here we are now, where, you know, since coming to church, I've lost my father. I've lost my first cousin to suicide, and um, it's different. It was during that shutdown season. Was, Last year, you went through a rough week. It was July 4th, July 4th, coming to suicide. So, um, that's a low, and it, we grieved, but, you know, I had the church family to get me through it. I had Pastor Joe to get me through it, you know? Like, you're allowed to grieve, but it wasn't as bad. I didn't think I needed to... I didn't think I needed to do any of the stuff I did before. Yeah. I knew I could pray. I knew I could talk to people. And I knew that we would get through it. Yeah. You know, you'll get through it. And it was completely different. You know, it wasn't a, <clears throat> I wasn't rock bottom. Yeah. I was bad, but I wasn't rock bottom. Yeah. And those feelings are painful. Um, I remember when your dad passed away, uh, we connected. And that's so difficult. And you know, that, that whole story was just difficult and frustrating. And, and yet I could see that there was still resolve in you. And it wasn't bravado. It wasn't trying to strong arm your way through it. It was like, you know, this is awful. And I still trust God and his goodness. And that, that's been shown. And that's why now, I mean, I don't even know if you'd think of yourself this way, but you're a person that people at the church look up to. I mean, certainly, your kid <laughs> looks up to yeah. him. And uh, now you're preaching. I love that that happened. Yes. And, yeah. you know, it's like, look at what God did. And although the day-to-day the -day that we all go through, the things that we face, it's worth it at the end of it all that God is faithful and he's going to see us through the most difficult things that we can face. Mm -hmm. And... Josh, I gotta tell you, that's that's an amazing thing. The change that God has worked in you guys is amazing. You guys loved each other, but you're like an admirable Christian couple now that people really, I mean, they look up to. Thank mm -hmm. you for that. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says this. It says in Philippians chapter one and verse six, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. The idea is that we go through life, we face situations, we, we have bad news, and we have videos of our kids preaching to us from the back seat. 
It all happens in real time. I wish that life was a little bit more uh, segmented where the bad was just in a season and the good was just in a season. You know, this past year in July, uh, my dad passed away on July 8th. And like just over a month later, my daughter's born. And it's fire and ice. But I don't know where I would be without Jesus. I don't know how I could get through it. And, and even with the blessings like having a daughter, I, I would not be the dad that I am without him as a rock in my life. So as much as relationships are important, it all points back to Jesus. It's what he did in us. And anything that our kids love about us, our wife, wives, yep. it's Jesus. That's right. Him working in us is the love of God and he's faithful. It's going to be worth it. That was so awesome. And Josh, since we filmed that, I believe that you have a, an update for us. Why don't you share what's new in your world? Yeah, we talked about it in the video. So uh, I got a brand new baby boy. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. You know, Pastor Joe talks about how his kids are perfect, but I'm pretty sure a halo is above his head right now. <laughs> That's Perfect. awesome. He's so awesome. Um, his name, Boswell Calvin Zender. Strong name. Yeah, not bad. And uh, calling him Wells. So there he is. You'll get to meet him here soon and love on him and everything else. Man, that's awesome. And I'm so excited for you guys. I know you Thank guys you. are going to be you. awesome parents. Mom, baby, both healthy, doing well. Doing great. Been able to rest at all since? Yeah. And no. <laughs> that sounds like a yes, no, kind of. We're doing all right. Yeah. We're making it work. Gotcha. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, one thing that stood out to me in your testimony was the contrast between the, the mountains and the valleys, the highs and the lows, and, and we breezed over some of those extremely difficult things that you went through. And, you know, I think when you go through those things, it really gives you an honest perspective about the faithfulness of God. I'd just love for you to talk to us about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, still difficult to talk about. My, you know, we talked about my dad. He was an alcoholic. We had a rough relationship, and he kind of buried himself into a hole down south in uh, Texas. And um, I'm doing okay now. But um, it was tough. And, you know, he, we kind of saw it coming with him because of alcoholism and everything else. So you kind of, you know, prepare yourself for it. But um, Pastor Joe, Pastor Brian, you guys out here, you know, you helped me get through it. You know, you put on that face in the weekend and everything else. But, you know, I reached out to you guys, you know, some of you, not everyone of you. But, and here we are now. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting on stage talking about it, which is still obviously tough, as you can see. But it's, it's all right. You know, one thing that I 100% admired about you was through all of it, you never lost your trust in God. 
you stayed unwavering in your faith to him and your trust to him. And it was, it was incredible to see. Obviously, I mean, you're going through difficult things. But to see somebody who, like Pastor Joe had mentioned, had resolve and even continued to be just a rock and served and uh, all of those things, just going through difficult seasons, I mean, unbelievably difficult seasons, and still trusting God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's what helped us get through it. You know, I brought it up. It, it was hard, but, you know, we, you don't, you resort to God. It made it a lot easier, a lot easier. You're, you're very aware that we are not exempt from the hardships of life, but you can still have joy through it. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Josh serves back in our elementary room and just started teaching back there, yeah. which yeah. is awesome. Yep. But the, the faithfulness that you've had to God, and, and you know, I don't want to say the other side of it, but have a baby boy at home with your wife, everybody's healthy, you're teaching Sunday school at church. I mean, in those moments, I'm sure you did not see some of these type of things that were hope for the future. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, even starting the church, teaching kids, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are back there having a great time, you know. And, and kids love you. And I love them. They're yeah. awesome. It's so much fun. It's yeah. so much fun. Yeah, I would say, and y'all don't tell my wife this, but I would say you're probably the funnest teacher back there. Actually, you and Easy. Judy are kind of like neck and neck, yeah. Right. Well, she's the main teacher, so she has to play like the bad cop. I'm the good cop, so oh, I, get, I, get this, I get to get cop, out of jail good free cop, card. back in new kids. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being willing to share with us. Yeah, no problem. And one thing I know is one of the strategies of the enemy is to make you feel like you're alone when you're going through what you're going through. And just know that there are brothers and sisters in Christ sitting all around you who are going through very similar trials who are here for you. One of the things that I love is, I, I don't love that you had to go through any of those things or that you went through those things, but the fact that you can help other people now who are in that moment and yeah. you're, you're able to, to help them through it. Yeah, we're not alone mm -hmm. at all. And I hope today, as you heard some of these testimonies, that you were encouraged and built up and saw God, how God works in people's lives, his faithfulness. And I hope it inspires you to share your story with people in your sphere of influence. Would you bow your heads with me? I want to pray. Thank you, Lord, for these testimonies. God, thank you for your goodness and for your faithfulness. God, we know that we couldn't do it without you, that you are the solid rock that we can build our lives on. God, I pray that the people in this room right now would have soft hearts to hear from you, that you'd be speaking next steps for people to take. I pray that you'd be reminding those of us in the room 
that you're faithful, that you'll never leave us, that you'll never forsake us, that you're faithful to complete the good work that you began in us. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to speak to those of us in the room. If you're in here today and you've not made the decision to make Jesus the Lord of your life, I want to speak to your heart for just a moment. I want to say that making Jesus your Lord is the greatest decision you'll ever make. I can tell you apart from him, we are broken and lost. But when we decide, make him the Lord of our life, that's when we can have peace and have joy, even through the midst of difficult things that we experience. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the perfect, sinless Son of God that was sent to earth, lived a sinless life, and was crucified on a cross for our sins in our place to broker relationship between us and God. He was raised three days later from the dead. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that God, if you believe in your heart that Jesus died for us, confess with your mouth that he will become Lord of your life. And when you make him Lord, you're not just making Jesus Lord for an eternity in heaven. That is incredible. But you're making him Lord for an eternal purpose that you can walk into today. And if you're in this room, still every head bowed, every eye closed, and you're, you'd say, you know, I need to make Jesus Lord of my life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to do something just for a moment. I'm not going to sit you up, stand, I'm not gonna sit you up, uh, stand you up. I'm not going to have you come down. But would you slip your hand in the air just for a moment, just to let me know. I see you right there. Awesome. Yep, I see you. Thank you. Th yep, see your hand. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. We're going to say a prayer. You can put your hand down. We're going to say a prayer. The Bible says if you mean this prayer with your heart, that you'll be saved. And Christians, repeat this prayer after me as well as a declaration of your faith and in support of those who are making Jesus Lord of their life. Repeat this after me. Lord, I come before you today in search of a new way. You said in your word that if I would... Uh, that, uh, you said in your word, if I would call Jesus Lord, that I would be saved. Jesus, I now call you Lord. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I ask that you'd forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for washing me clean. Thank you for putting your spirit in me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hey, can we give God praise for those people who accepted Christ? Proud of you. So proud of you. If you made that decision today, please, we're going to have prayer partners down at the front. 
come down. We want to give you next steps. You may be thinking, okay, I made that decision. Now what? We want to help you with that. And so if, you're, uh, if you've made that decision, please connect with us. We want to give you next steps. We want to be praying for you, give you some materials. Uh, and church, aren't we so excited? One more time, can we give God praise? Absolutely. Before we dismiss, uh, two quick announcements. The first is groups are launching July 18th. Everybody say groups. Groups are so important. I can tell you real life change happens in the context of authentic relationships. Groups are so important. Uh, We have a couple groups available to sign up at guest services. I'll tell you, I am biased towards New Chapel Grow. It's the group that I'm leading. Uh, Lisa DeBoer is leading the healing study group. Her group's going to be awesome. Uh, Lisa, I love you. I am biased towards my own group, though. Uh, It's going to be so much fun. But uh, groups are launching July 18th. And also, next Sunday is New Chapel Connect. We're starting with Partnership One next week. If you're new or want to get plugged in, or just want to learn what the church is all about, come join us. It's 15 minutes after the 11 a.m. service. Child care is provided. Lunch is provided. We want to make it easy on you. So come join us for New Chapel Connect next week. Would y'all stand up as we dismiss? Would y'all lift your hands for the blessing? And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to to you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And as you go, awesome. Have an awesome week, New Chapel. We hope that you were encouraged and brought closer to God during this message. You can listen to any of our past messages and series either on this podcast or on newchapel.com slash watch. And be sure to connect with us on Facebook or Instagram to stay up to date on everything happening here at New Chapel.